Leave. Hush my rose still and look at the moon tonight. Do you see the shadows there? This world is full of twisty frights and spooks who love to everyone and welcome to Mystic Moon Cafe. I have the lovely Wendy with me and I am June. Hi Wendy, how are you doing? Oh, just just peachy keen. Getting through another busy day and uh, waiting for the weather to change, you know, that type of thing. Well, since you're from Missouri, you're waiting for the weather to change in five minutes. Yes, exactly. Yep, <laughs> yep. <laughs> yes, I used I be- to live in Missouri. Yes, you did. But of course, misery. I called it misery. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> she knew what I was going to say. Mm-hmm. <laughs> kind of sad, mm-hmm. sorry. <laughs> oh, my. So, how is your week, Wendy? Um, It's pretty good. Um, Just kind of getting ducks in a row and... Producing that other show earlier today, and uh, okay. ask Coach Judy, and 
getting ready to go uh, do the dog and house sitting here tomorrow. Fun. Yes. Actually, my friend, um, she her duck just uh, um, laid some eggs, and <laughs> when you said they had ducks in a row, <laughs> I was just thinking. It was, I was watching, looking at all the pictures of all the ducks that just hatched, and it was like, oh, oh, <laughs> so, <laughs> thinking of ducks in a row. But uh, no, I I've had a pretty good week. I like I said, I got pretty sick. Oh, with a wonderful uh, cold, so I'm still a little stuffy. So that was really fun. And um, the, sadly, I couldn't slow down very much. <laughs> so I had to, uh, since it was Halloween and everything, um, we had the, um, got to help out at the Smith Tower. And those of you who are not familiar with the Smith Tower in downtown Seattle, it is one of the oldest sky rises in the country at one time. It was the oldest and um, it's really got a, an extremely interesting haunted past. It uh, it uh, has had several uh, sightings of spirits walking the hallways, and mm. um, it's a uh, it's a really interesting building. And what's really cool about it is the top kind of has this tower, and a family lives in this tower up at the very top of this uh, incredible place. So. Um, yeah, it's, it's it's a pretty cool building. Very, very interesting. But uh, anyway, had to do that and see, oh, yeah, so walk through. Um, I, I'm a paranormal investigator, so I had to go out to a couple different people's homes and um, do a walkthrough, kind of check it out, see what's going on. And uh, just one thing after another. And then this weekend is the Port Gamble Ghost Conference, um, I, which is going to be something because I'm actually going to speak this year. Ooh, so okay. it's a little scary. <laughs> <laughs> Are you I'm going, going to, to do your uh your what is that haunted road travel trip? or travel on the spooky side. Yes. That's the right idea. Wonderful. Yes, you are Close. Yes, I'm going to do a travel on the spooky side presentation. I had to kind of redo it because most of these people are kind of my peers. And I didn't want to go up there and say, now, do you all know what an EVP means? You know, <laughs> <laughs> and then they might go, yes, June. <laughs> and then have everybody glaring at me or something. But mm-hmm. uh so anyway, it should be a lot of fun. If you're interested, go to the uh, portgamble.com and the Port Gamble Ghost Conference or just search for that on Google. And um, Jacob is actually going to be teaching a class there too. He Ooh. is going to do a techie class, so it's going to be really nice. Um, and Jacob should join us too. Um, I, he's supposed to join us tonight, I think, he said. So um, I'm not sure if that's set in stone or... I don't either. I, I but it was we a may have vague. Yeah. Yes. So don't be scared if somebody else jumps in on us tonight. Right. Just saying. <laughs> <laughs> but um, so anyway, that's all that's kind of going on. Uh, just uh, I mean, I'm kind of glad it doesn't stop. It keeps me really busy. Yes. And like I keep saying, I'll sleep when I'm dead. <laughs> with any luck yes <laughs> I, I probably won't sleep when i'm dead actually <laughs> that's what uh i i kind of said that to somebody and they's like june you know with what you're doing um i don't 
think you're going to sleep when you're dead. <laughs> okay. You'll be stopping by each little individual Ouija board going. Um... <laughs> Just wanted to say hi. <laughs> oh, <okay. laughs> Boo. Yeah. <laughs> okay. But um, yes. Yes. we have a very special guest with us tonight. Yes, we do. And um, actually, what would you like me to start, Wendy, and then I can read um, her a, a little bit of her bio? Sure. Or I can read a lot of her bio. <laughs> <laughs> you know, <laughs> we can we can do that, and then we will bring <laughs> Lumari on. Sounds but, like a plan to me. Sure. So let me introduce her, and I hope um, everyone will give her, let me just, if anybody wants to join us in chat, you can go to mysticmooncafe.com, and we have our chat room open here. Yes, we do. We've also got it open on the Spreaker page, so join us in either one. So you can just jump in anytime. Indeed. So, let me go down here and let me, let's read a little bit about her first and then we'll bring her on. Lumari is an internationally acclaimed intuitive life coach, transformational healer, visionary in energy master, and author who has shown thousands of people how to celebrate their soul purpose, connect to their highest destiny, generate personal success, and live inspired. Her guidance and perspective are all about joy, fulfillment, and inspiration on a beautiful soul level so that her clients and readers can live their dreams, which I really love how that goes. With clients all over the world, she serves as a catalyst, guide, and inspiration for personal and spiritual growth, healing, transformation, and planetary change. Excuse me, as I sniff, I don't mean to. My nose is just itching too, it's okay. (laughs) She works with an international clientele of celebrities, artists, actors, musicians, healing practitioners, coaches, innovators, and entrepreneurs who are visionaries in their chosen fields. Whether you are already a successful and recognized visionary, healer, artist, or entrepreneur, or you want to become one, Lumari assists her clients to live fullest potential and highest path of destiny. Lumari's profound intuitive gifts, energy mastery, energetic healing, and depth of spiritual wisdom combined with joyful clarity and practical wisdom will give you the guidance you need for your success and fulfillment. Her, her written work has been published in a wide variety of magazines and journals, and she is the author of several books. So, without further ado, or with further ado, I say that. Welcome, Lumari. How are you doing tonight? I am doing great. Thank you for having me. I love being in your living room. <laughs> yes, thank you. So thank glad you for joining with us, us this evening. Yes. Thank you. <laughs> and uh, like I said, you're in Arizona, aren't you? New Mexico, close. Why did I say Arizona? I don't know why. I, was, I guess I was thinking hot and heat. But you said you really, it wasn't that hot there. No. Uh, that but sounds nice, though. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that sounds really nice. Something dry. <laughs> nice New Mexico. Yeah. Definitely. Um, so, um, you know, we, we read over your bio. Can you tell us a few things that aren't in your bio that you'd like to tell us? Ooh. I 
think of myself as being online with the universe. So in my wisdom and my connections, I really find that uh, I go where I need to go and connect with the wisdom that I need to connect with, So, which is really fun for me because some people are working with one particular frequency or one particular guide, and I just go where the wisdom is or where I'm led to go to communicate for myself, my own interests and information, and then also for my clients. That's great. Um, You know, can you tell us what age or what was the turning point in your life when you began, um, I guess you'd say, living your inspired life, what you decided you'd like to do with your life? Well, it's interesting because I always was um, connected and I always had conversations with guides. I can remember it in my crib. Oh, wow. Having conversations with angels. I, I Now, I'm not saying I distinguished the difference, right. but I, the, I was having those conversations with divine beings and angels and all the different things that we can call them, right? Right. <laughs> And they would tell me things, and I would have those kind of conversations. And I didn't realize until much later in my life that actually it wasn't, everybody didn't think like that. Everybody didn't have conversations like that. And and so it was very interesting. My first aspect of career, I was an artist and a sculptor. Oh, wow. And that's when I found, I always thought that my intuitive connection was all artists had that. Because what you you know when you're an artist, you're a little off the beaten path from the rest of the group, right? Mm-hmm. There's that creative focus and you see things differently. So all of the conversations and the spiritual connections and and the psychic abilities to see things that were happening in the future or asking different beings what they thought about different things... Um, I just thought all artists were like that until I went to college and started talking about it with my peers. And they started looking at me like, what are you talking about? (laughs) Oh, that look. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I bet you were pretty shocked, though. Oh, surprised me. Because, you know, I would say things to people and it would happen. And I would just assume they were going to say something to me that would happen. But no, they just looked at me like, Huh. And I remember one of the conversations I was having with, with somebody and we were talking about art. And I'm like, well, you know, if I need to know that, I'm going to just connect with Matisse and I'm going to ask him about his brush strokes and what he was thinking about. And they're like, what are you talking about? And then I realized, oh, they don't connect on that level. And and I used to talk about how I created my artwork, and I would spin it around in my head, and then I would move into it, and then I would move out of it. And they looked at you like, no, no, that's not how I do my work. <laughs> oh, wow. Oh. So that was like the realization that I was playing somewhere else. <laughs> A whole different right. ball field, yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes, definitely. So, um, I mean, what what made you want to become an intuitive life coach? I mean, what what kind of brought you to that decision? Well, I think the funny part of it is, or what amuses me about it was, that I was doing a lot of sculpture. I was selling my pieces. I had collectors working 
buying my art, bringing it to museums, all that sort of stuff. So I was a self-supporting artist, very successful. And a lot of my patrons were asking me questions that are like readings. And and I didn't really distinguish it. I would just say, say, well, what do you think about this? And I'd start, you know, when you're in that space, you just kind of go off and say whatever is there, right? And, and I did shock look. <laughs> <laughs> and I didn't distinguish it until several people said, you know, you should do that, right? And like, do what? And it's like, they just told me this, this, and this. And I... It, again, it was like it's part of my nature of my being. So if somebody asks me a question and I can feel that they're open, I'm going to talk. I'm going to say those things. Mm-hmm. And um, one of my patrons, we were all out for dinner, and she was with other. She was a CEO, and she, we were with other CEOs, and we're sitting there. And she asked a financial question to the people we were with. Okay, like math is not my thing. Mine either. <laughs> said, now, we invest this and this, right? Well, what do you think it's going to project? And I was one of the people at the table that like wasn't in the conversation, right? Because it's I'm not high business, right? And I just looked and I gave them the number. I said, oh, it's wow. $6.528 million over the course of blah, blah, blah. And they all looked at me and then everybody took out their calculator and did the math. <laughs> Wow. <laughs> I thought Javon gave me the number. I did not do the math in my head. Right. <laughs> and then she just looked at me and she said, you know, you really should be doing this for us business people and us people who are connected because you just pulled that out of the air. Well, we can't even do that. And so and I just kept on getting the signals. People would ask me questions that had nothing to do with my artwork. Like, you know, this is fun, and it doesn't require storage space. Right. True. Mm -hmm. (laughs) When you do sculpture, you need storage. You need to be able to make them, and then you need to be able to hold somebody buys them. And, you know, it's like, I didn't need 5,000 square feet for this. (laughs) Wow. That's true. (laughs) Do you still sculpt, though? I, I do handmade jewelry every once in a while. Nice. And, but now my art is also more in my writing. Very nice. Yeah. <laughs> now, I'm curious, what is an Akashic record? Um, what What is entailed in the book that you wrote about it? Okay. So the Akashic records are a repository, a living repository of wisdom. Okay. Now, when people think of it, or when they used to think of it before I wrote my book, (laughs) they would think of it in a way that it was stagnant, like all of your life's records, whatever you had done in this life and other lifetimes, were all kind of held in this place. Okay. And when I looked at it in in the ancient texts about it and how everybody was looking at it, I went, it doesn't seem quite accurate to me that information would be held living understandings could be held. But you like our wisdom is always changing by the second or the millisecond or however that stuff works, right? Right. Like So I just can't think of it as a library where you go in 
Okay, this is my past life from this lifetime. Ah, right. I was a chef, and I invented ravioli. Very good. Ooh, right? Thank you. And so what I ended up doing was I ended up connecting with the Akashic Records and asking them. Because I always felt instead of it being stagnant or static, that there, were, there had to be beings conscious beings, collecting all of this information. And not just information about us humans, but information about the universe. Mm -hmm. Because how are we being manifest, and how is life being manifest, and how are things moving in the universe that we haven't seen yet? And so the Akashic Records are like a vibrational space where the, the, the collectors, right, move through and organize the wisdom of everything. Wow. And it's really fascinating. It's really fascinating. Indeed it and is. Did I did I see that it took you about 5 years to write the Akashic Records book? Yeah, I kept on going in and out. Mm -hmm. So I would write the book which is my habit anyway, I write the book and they put it away for a little bit and then I go back in and I, I talk some more because most of my books are channeled, so I talk some more and get some more information or take something out that isn't in the flow of the book because the books also, I like to write books that have their own vibrational integrity. Mm -hmm. So it's like you can pick up the book and feel the vibration of it as opposed to only reading the words of it. Does that make sense? Absolutely. Right. Mm -hmm. The feel of it. But uh, um, I was just wondering, can you tell us what usually blocks people uh, from being their true enlightened selves? I mean, what, what is like the number one, I guess you say, block? <laughs> you know, the first thing that comes to mind for me is doubt. That's a definitely so, big one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, because... Um, or questioning who you are and not the philosophical questioning, like who am I in the big scheme of the universe? That's one thing. But a lot of people have, who am I to do this? Who am I to think this? That's not really true. I think it's true, but it's not really true. And they have this doubt. So even intuitively when, when we're getting guidance, a lot of people will get the guidance and they'll go, yeah, and they doubt it. And they doubt the, and they also, and then they doubt, they doubt the the beauty of their own spirit that they that is calling them and speaking to them, and and they will question it whether they, whether we as humans question it because the other people around us taught us to, you know, because you have like the family dynamic, the neighborhood dynamic, all of those things that people say about you that you can absorb, mm -hmm. but inwardly, if we can eliminate doubt. And be in a space of curiosity, we will have a whole different relationship with our with our totality. So agree with that. You know, I can honestly say that was one of the things that um, when um, I wanted to uh, speak at different places, I actually wanted to to talk about different about some different things and uh I never in my wildest dreams really thought I could do that because you know I'm I'm 
I have a hard time talking in front of people. Like right now, I'm having a hard time talking about it because I'm just thinking about it. And it's like making me, you know, but um, when all of a sudden I, I would hear other people speak and think, oh, you know something? I think I could even do a better job than them. I mean, in my head, I was just thinking, how come they're getting up there and can do it and I can't? And I was just like, why can't I? <laughs> it was just one of those <laughs> things like, why Why in the heck can't I go up there and speak in front of people? So it's been, it's been very, uh, I would say, enlightening, but uh, just very proud of myself for doing this. And I got to, I've been speaking at about 11 different libraries around uh, uh, Washington. And then I'm going to speak at the, the Port Gamble Ghost Conference. So it's like... <gasps> But <laughs> no, that's fantastic. See, we have to be able to do that. And those challenges when you see, oh, I want to, but then you have that whole other part of yourself that's going, me, 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 me. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, who are you to do something like that? You can't do that. Yeah, you know, it's like, um, yes, I can. <laughs> you and, and not only what? can, but do. You, I mean, yes. you're doing it. So that's just, that's fantastic. Uh, well, you. and we need all the different voices. Mm-hmm. So, and yeah. that's something we may compare ourselves. We may compare our wisdom. You right. do your thing. I do my thing. You do your thing. But we need it all. Mm-hmm. It's like I don't want to listen to the same song every single moment of my life or right. watch the same movie. I might want to watch it three times, but not every single day. Right. Exactly. Right? And so we need the input of all of our souls and beings and and personalities together because it enriches all of us. So you speaking your way and enlightening people in your subject is very important. And it should always be fun. Yes, (laughs) I try. Definitely. Mm -hmm. (laughs) When I remember my name, I'm very happy. (laughs) <laughs> it's like the biggest thing it's like yes I remembered my name yay thank you PowerPoint for like putting my name up there <laughs> so I won't forget well, my name. it would be really crazy if they introduced you and you t- kind of looked around and went who's that oh. <laughs> <laughs> that's me oh yeah <laughs> exactly <laughs> but, oh. And like I said, uh, June could go up there and sing it. I told her, you know, if you forget or you get nervous, just yeah. sing it because she has a beautiful operatic voice. Ooh. <laughs> yes. Well, you, you know, I can sing in front of a million people, but it really, t- I don't know what it is. It's just speaking that, in front of people. Block. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's really, really bad. <laughs> but it, it's pretty funny, though, sometimes. I was just on this... Um, New Day Northwest, which is a uh, morning television show on the news, because they always do that for Halloween. They try to get, you know, something spooky. You know, I said that quotes, you know, <laughs> spooky for Halloween. <laughs> and they wanted to know what uh, 10 of the most haunted places in Washington was, which I couldn't narrow it down. So I kind of did 10 of the most haunted places that I enjoy going to uh, around the Seattle area. And... um yeah, it was it was really terrifying for me. <laughs> but you know, yeah. But uh I'm just fairly glad that was over. <laughs> I'm still like think about it and go <gasps> It was a little scary, but I did it. It's like darn it, I did it. But anyway, enough about me. <laughs> 
like, um, can you tell us about the is it alawashka? Yes. So thank you for asking because um, so again I have my curiosity and so I ask the divine questions or I focus in on certain areas and I wanted to know really and truly about creation and obviously as an as an artist I wanted to know about creation but I wanted to understand more about creation as a whole how do things come into being how do we come into being how do planets come into being all of those different things because again for me a lot of the conversations that make it really simple don't seem right to me because we I can look at a rose petal and know how complex it is it might look like a red petal but uh and I would have no idea how many molecules make it but how does it get that color red how does it form that curve how does it have that fragrance that's complicated Completely. in a real beautiful way and then if you look at the whole of creation i can't even fathom it <laughs> and so i was asking what is the nature of creation and how life comes into being and as i was doing it this voice came forward and said i am alawashka and i am the calling forth of creation and then it was like then we started having a conversation and i started asking questions and i started getting taught not only about creation in itself but our own evolution on this planet and who we are hoping to be and how the universe is supporting us in that journey and it was amazing to me because it was beautiful and clear and gentle but powerful all at the same time and i could feel that flow and one of the things that i thought was really fascinating was the divine creating this next being right alawash would be the next being away from the totality of the divine in order to create i call the divine she in order to create she created another being to create so that she would not be separate from creation and it was like fascinating right because when you look at creation after it's created it's away from you mm-hmm. you're connected to it like as an artist once my sculpture is done it's over there it came from me but it's over there and she created this being which is language and sound and sacred geometry to create things so she wouldn't be separated from it but she would be part of it and be able to watch and be able to be it and and I I'm sitting I know it sounds really funny but I was really impressed well yeah <laughs> it's <was> very impressive <laughs> and and so, I was going to say it reminds me a lot of um uh, I mean, I know it's, you know, say here on Earth, but it reminds me a lot of the movie Avatar with the, all the creation and everything is connected everything. with, with um, yeah, I was just thinking that. I thought, you know, I can just see that in my head, the yeah. little lights going to everything and the, the creation. Yes, and it's, it's a really beautiful thing because it, it allows for so much. 
And so for me, even though we can say everything is creation and it's all energy and, and all of that, the uniqueness of everything and its interconnection is just so brilliant. And we on this planet may focus in certain ways because all of us focus differently. Um, and yet there's this unifying energy and this unifying field and it's flowing and it's encompassing and we're the same as like 20 planets away in five different galaxies that we don't even know about yet. Right. And then being able, if you're part of creation, you actually, you are a creator. Absolutely. Yeah, and so when we're talking about creation, right, we're creating the reality like, we know now that that is a, a really good sentence that a lot of people use, but actually we are. Like your radio show and what you talk about creates frequencies in the world so that people can understand more about things that they may sense but not know a lot about. And then it invites them into a whole other way of creating and perceiving, which opens doorways for people that they don't even know are there yet. That's true. <clears throat> I really am a big believer in uh, in you know put it you put whatever you put out to the universe you're gonna get you're gonna you're gonna get what you put out to the universe. It's like I'm I'm trying to really convince a friend of mine that the more negative he's thinking, and he's had all these really really like irritating bad things happened to him and it's been one thing after another and I was just telling him you know you're expecting these bad things to happen and they're going to happen to you it's like you've got to start you know if you can start changing your perspective and start you know looking at all the positive things you have in your life and really focusing on those things and really putting that out there of you know so this thing fell through this thing fell through and there might be a really good reason that it fell through um which you don't know yet <laughs> you know it's like i'm trying to get that through his head but well, exactly and, and the other thing is sometimes we can't focus our thoughts around things so we can't have that clear open intention to flow with creative energy and move it forward so you just have to learn how to break it up vibrationally so how do you do that me i laugh for me, to break up anything, the easiest thing to do is laugh. Yep. Right. A corny joke, miss, miss <clears throat> inappropriate humor at that one moment when it's cri- critical that, it, right, that, that you right. break the tension. <laughs> oh, singing different lyrics to songs that crack you up. Yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I laugh at myself all day long. It's like, oh, gee, <laughs> how could you do that? <laughs> like, what did you do now? <laughs> It's like, whoops. <laughs> yes, definitely. So if you're singing to yourself, oh, June, what did you do? Yeah, that's kind of big <laughs> Like, oh, no. That was kind good. Of... <laughs> oh, yes. Yeah, but I couldn't resist that one. Sorry. <laughs> that's okay. Okay, I like that. <laughs> I'm going to be doing that to myself now. Oh, June. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah it's I, stuck in your head I, now, isn't it? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I have mm-hmm. this thing that um you know, I 
I, I'm, I try to guard myself, but sometimes I, I just don't guard myself very well. But I have this thing where I'm kind of a crazy person magnet. And, um, you know, I want to say crazy person. You know, I'm saying that. No, well, actually, literally. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm, they are most yeah, of the pretty people much. are crazy. <laughs> <laughs> and for some reason, they're drawn to me. It's like, no matter what, even if, like, I'm in the middle of, like, 50 people standing, you know, in the middle of all these people, that one person is going to, I mean, it, it has happened. I've stood at the bus stop in the middle of over 50 people, and a crazy person has has actually gone through all these people to come right to me and tell me, you know, some illuminating fact. <laughs> Just like, oh, wow, look at the time. <laughs> i got to catch my bus. But, uh, oh, see, but that's because you have a space within yourself that gives your gives people permission to be. <laughs> it's part of you. It's it's a rare quality. <laughs> it I is indeed. You, most people are way more judgmental. They don't give you permission to be. You have to fit in this box, and if you don't, they they will have their stuff there. You have an openness, and you allow people to be who they are. And so crazy people go, oh, she gets me. Yeah. <laughs> She's one of us. Yeah. <laughs> See, it really is a beautiful quality. But then after that, I'm always like, oh, June. <laughs> Here it goes again. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh but yeah it is it is kind of funny there was one time we were walking and uh, my friend and I were walking in a pet store at that time I had a bunny and uh, I was getting some going in to get some hay and uh, we were just laughing about it about uh, how some people you know just you know, for some reason, they'll just come up to me and just start telling me their life story and things like that. We were just laughing about it. We get into pet store. This man almost knocks down my friend to get to me and say, you've got to buy this comb. It's an amazing comb. It, it saved my dog's life. My dog was having a heart attack. I used it on my dog and then no more heart attack. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> the other aisle just laughing his head off because we just said that so so there you go wendy i i should send you that comb for your 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 baby yes. <laughs> the wonder comb but i the said wonder well comb. i have money he was like you know i bet it works on bunnies too yeah <laughs> i bet so yeah but anyway i'll just never forget that one that was that was the best one <laughs> oh, I love it. <laughs> oh, but um well, um can you tell us what uh what are the ancient collective? Well, the so for the Akashic records, the collective keepers oh, yeah. of divine expression. And imagine a group of conscious beings who have decided their job is to collect the wisdom of the universe. And they follow the energies and the wisdom and the organization. And it's their joy and passion to put it all together in a way that, in a vibrational way. Right. So that that if we follow one thing and, and one of the divine 
beings there is really interested in planets. And that being would collect all of the wisdom about planets on what makes them and how they rotate and how they, you know, move through the universe and what goes on on top of them. And and each of the beings in the collective bring all of that information together. One, because it's their passion. And they... It's not like the divine said, we need some record keepers here to like organize the universe. It was like, no. They looked at the brilliance of what is created and comes into form and didn't want one drop of it lost, one drop of it overlooked, one particle, one life, one thread of wisdom to be... Um, disappear without acknowledgement. And so they started collecting it and organizing it in the way that they organize it, which is much more vibrational as opposed to how we think of organization, like alphabetical or numerical. Like It doesn't look like that. Because otherwise, can you imagine how many names they would have to keep in order? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, boy. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Uh That would be a little crazy. Yeah. And so they... They organize the energy of it so that they, because they love it. And also for us and other beings to have access to that wisdom. Now, we won't have access to all of it because a lot of it is not appropriate for us to know. Mm-hmm. Which is understandable because you don't necessarily want a five-year-old to know how to put together dynamite. Yeah, no. It's not appropriate. <laughs> really not appropriate. No. <laughs> or, or other things, right? Right. <laughs> you know, it's like part of it is inappropriate. Part of it, you could be overwhelmed, right? Mm-hmm. Like if you have, if somebody says we want you to sing an opera and they give you all the operas to practice and then they say they'll pick one later. Over- <laughs> <laughs> that might be a little <laughs> A tall so, order, yeah. <laughs> yes. It is. It is. Mm-hmm. And so what they've done is vibrationally organize it so the way we resonate, we get to access, if we go into the Akashic or connect with them, we get to access that. Mm-hmm. And in a way, it's very similar to your own intuition and your own guidance because you're following, like I like to call it, a thread. You're following a thread of energy or wisdom or inquiry. And then you're receiving information along those lines. And in the Akashic Records, the collectors have organized it more vibrationally. So if you're looking for wisdom about yourself, then that would be one thread you would be following. But if you're looking at wisdom that you want to understand how light comes into being because you want to, I don't know, create a new light, right? then you would be following that vibrational context. So it's really fascinating, and it's wonderful to have these beings who love how the universe has come into form and how we come into being and wants to make sure that they preserve that and hold that for all of us. Wow. Um, I was just wondering, how do do they uh, communicate with you? Or do you have to contact them or do they give you signs or I mean or is it just or no I give you, yeah no, or is it just yeah, no it's all of that I mean for me if I have questions I'm pretty conversational mm-hmm. right so and and that's how, how 
been for me is having conversations inwardly and outwardly and and uh, and while I do see things and hear things and sometimes amusingly enough smell things um, but it's it's um, that conversational part that if I have a question I will engage and if they want me to know something they will tell me and for everybody who's listening who does do that communication with guides and beings um I have asked everybody to be very polite with me when they want to talk to me about something. Okay. So I don't want you to wake me up in the middle of the night, sorry. All right. You set your boundaries. Exactly. Right. Mm -hmm. And it's a very honoring conversation because I'm not going to barge in on them and barge in on me. Unless, of course, it's like Danger, Danger, Will Robinson or something right. like that. Yes, they have to wake you up like, you need to get out now. Yeah, Exactly. Honk the horn. I'm cool with that. Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah, I've had a, a couple of close calls where just all of a sudden I knew I couldn't be where I was standing or I'd be crushed or something and almost felt like something yanked me back. And Wow. Yeah, you know, just just that type of a, a scenario. So yeah. I, I understand, yeah. <laughs> it's good to listen to those voices. Mm-hmm. Well, yes, and to be able to, when we develop that relationship, it we go back to the same conversation we had a little earlier, which is that trust in yourself as opposed to the doubt. Mm-hmm. When you have that communication, then you know, it's like, no, I'm not being silly. Just keep driving, and we'll tell you when to stop. (laughs) Okay, cool. Or, did I just miss that turn on, what's going on here? And then you find out there was a 25-car pileup or something. mm -hmm. Or the other way, it's like, you need to call so-and-so. And And then you go, yeah, yeah, yeah. And they go, no, you need to call so-and-so, right? Mm -hmm. And then you find out the reason why you're supposed to call that person because you actually pick up the phone and do it. Yep. Yeah, especially when they're like, oh, thank you for calling. I needed you to call me. And yeah. Exactly. Exactly. And so it's opening, tossing aside the inconsequential doubt and being in that relationship with the wisdom. And so for me, a lot of it is conversation because I'll say, well, what do you think about this? And, and I talk to them like we're talking. And Nothing wrong with they, that. Mm-hmm. No, and they have a little bit more formal language than I do, which is understandable. But it's still that kind of conversation. And, and I can really, vibrationally, I can feel the transmission. But also I'm learning by how they describe things. Which I happen to love language and, and being articulate and, and those things. So it's really fun for me. It, wow. Does it kind of let your imagination play with the, the thoughts and ideas they're giving you? and yes. Creates a picture for you, basically, or that type of thing? Well, it does. And then for me, because of the way I can think, I can follow one thought in five directions at the same time. So it's kind of like if you were looking at a thread and then you could see it split in five different ways and you could see where each part of the thread went. Mm -hmm. So when I'm in that conversation, I can follow it like that. 
and go, oh, right, if I'm thinking this way, it's like this. If I'm thinking this way, it's like this. If I'm thinking this way, it's like this. And so it's very open and, um, for me, very fascinating. I I, I understand for other people it would probably be annoying. (laughs) (laughs) It it sounds like it could get very complicated to follow at times. (laughs) Yes, but I like that. Mm -hmm. There's a richness to it. And a challenge, too, I'm sure. Right. Uh-huh. Definitely. Mm-hmm. And isn't that fun to have those kind of challenges? Yes, very much so. <laughs> so um, how does one, I mean, start on this journey to, of changing the way they think about about this? I mean, what's, what's a good, I guess you'd say, starting off point? Ask me more. Okay, let me think. Um <laughs> It's like, well, how, yeah, how, I don't know. <laughs> what am I trying to say, Wendy? It's like, it's like, how are they, um, I mean, how can someone all of a sudden start changing the way they think? Um, and uh, opening themselves up to the yeah. different energies and, and, well, Akashic records, basically. Yeah. Well, if we're looking at the Akashic records, a lot of times it's as simple as, and, and we need to be open-minded. Right. So I'll pick that there in, <laughs> in the beginning. But you may just, you know, if you do meditations and you clear your mind and you do, you know, go inwardly, and then you can say, you know, I would love to connect with the Akashic Records and learn something new today. Mm-hmm. As opposed to directing them specifically, which is what we normally do if we're asking a person. Right. right? Mm-hmm. When, when you're asking for guidance from a person, usually you're asking for specific guidance. When I'm asking divine beings, I like to be more open. And then I can ask for more detail afterwards. Mm-hmm. Makes sense. Because they, if they give me guidance, and I can actually say, like I did, what do you mean by that? Right. Oh, uh, and, and how would I work with that? Mm-hmm. Or, you know... And so that curiosity is really important. Open-mindedness is really important. And open-mindedness doesn't have to believe what is being said. You entertain it. Right. Mm -hmm. You don't dismiss it right offhand. Right. Mm -hmm. No. Exactly. Or or completely buy into it like, you know, now you have to change your whole life because you heard this phrase. Right. But when you start engaging with it and you start entertaining it, then it allows you to be open to what information, what messages, what guidance you're receiving, and then make decisions and choices that feel right for you. And then it starts engaging you in your own soul process of being able to engage like that. And if it doesn't feel good for you, then don't. Right. You've got to listen to that voice, too. Yeah. Yeah. I can't tell you how many times I haven't listened to that voice. And then I'm like, why didn't I listen to myself? Like, right before I got married. Why didn't I listen to myself when I said, don't do it? And I'm like, yeah, you're stupid, June. Yeah. (laughs) I've learned my lesson. But it's good. See, if you make those... What we can't even call them errors because they were just choices that didn't work out the way we wanted them to. It's like good because you remember that one, right? right? Yeah, learning just, experiences. Yes, 
Yeah, it's just like your mother, every every person's mother has said, don't touch that, it's hot. And every single one of us has done it anyway. We touched it, it was hot, now we really know what hot feels like. <laughs> yes, <laughs> you have to learn the hard way sometimes. <laughs> yeah. well, I, I guess maybe I was more <clears throat> accepting of, of the, you know, I could see that it was hot, so I wasn't going to touch it, perhaps. <laughs> see, you're, you're good. <laughs> Oh, the fire is so pretty. Let me stick my hand in here. Oh. <laughs> You're a steer. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, it looks like Jacob is in our chat. He would like to know, how do I kick my intuition high? Was he into high gear? Yes. How do I kick my intuition to high gear? Well, so... What would you want to accomplish by doing that? What do you want to experience? Jake, would you like me to add you to the call and you can, we, we can. Yeah, talk why don't, why don't you do that, Jake? <laughs> or is Oops, he one to. On spot. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we have a little bit of a lag, so, you know, we just kind of have to, like, do a little tap dance for a minute and then. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> well, and he's not the fastest typer. Yeah, oh, <laughs> that's okay. <laughs> Excuse me as I cough. Oh, there you go. <laughs> oh, good one. Mm-hmm. Okay, let's try that again. Oh, he is setting up right now. So Jacob is going to join us in a minute. So that'll be Yay. really nice. Cool. But um, let's see, what was I also going to ask you something else to see? Uh, oh, you know, I, I, I would ask you about what your views are of the afterlife. I mean, what are some of the things that you, what are some of your beliefs or, or some of what? Well, uh, there, there, for me, there's totally an afterlife because all of my relatives talk to me all the time. So, okay. you know, they, they just... I have sometimes I have more fun with them now than I did when they were around. <laughs> and when I say that, they'll be laughing. It's like yeah, yeah. yeah. There's not the stress of having to be there in person and and everything. And do they right. do they have more knowing now or uh, a little? I'm not going to say omniscient, but yeah. something along those lines. Well, I think that there's different levels in the conversations because with family members that I have, they're dear to me. And so they will, um, they, they still have their personality because that's how I relate to them. Right. So, for example, I wrote this book, Shopping for a Man. It's a dating book. Mm-hmm. I saw that. Right? I saw that too. <laughs> I'm sorry. And so it's the ultimate woman's guide <laughs> to dating a really great guy. And I take the the wisdom of shopping, because I'm an excellent shopper, and the wisdom of being spiritual and intuitive, and I put them together in a book to help women have fun dating. And have fun dating also means that you are shopping, and you get to um, you get to look at it like you are shopping, which means you you, you know it has to be good for you, mm-hmm. right? You know what size shoe you wear. You're not going to buy one two sizes smaller. No. <laughs> you're not. And if you look at that like you're dating men, you will know. Don't buy. Why are you bringing that home? Yeah. Real 
I was going to say, who wants a smaller size? But we won't talk about that. Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. No, no. This book, I wrote it and I put it away because on the one hand, I'm writing much more, quote unquote, spiritual books. And so it's not necessarily in the genre. But I wrote the whole book. And I just left it there until my mother kept on from the other world, kept on nagging me. Oh, boy. <laughs> you have to get the book out. Look at all those single women who need somebody wonderful. And just because you don't think it fits your genre doesn't mean that you, you know what I mean? Like, right. there she is in the all-knowing space of my beautiful, wonderful mother going, darling. <laughs> really? Oh, well, it looks like we have Jacob. Speaking of perfect men, it looks like we have Jacob with us. <laughs> do you want to come? Do you want to come on camera, Jacob? So we can see your beautiful face. <laughs> or is your hair in curlers and, yeah, that's okay. and the moisturizer packed on? Yeah, I, I would go that far. He has wool yeah. face masks. <laughs> You can put Daisy on the camera. Oh, Daisy or Mikey or can hear me okay, right? I don't get the yes, you um, sound great, actually. Okay. Sound in this good. view I don't get to see everything. Let me um see what I can do, eh? Talk amongst yourselves while I oh, while I That's gonna be a challenge, right? Yeah. <laughs> oh. Right. <laughs> uh, it says my camera. Okay, here we go. Oh, I don't have good light. See, so I'm kind of. Oh, his lighting. He's, my lighting's not good. Can you see my picture? Yeah. <laughs> You'll be fine. <laughs> yeah, I'm glowing from the keyboard and the screen. I'm still glowing. <laughs> I love I, that I look of Jim. It's because very... I have this big, this big headset on. Everyone else has like normal. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like Houston. Houston, we have a problem. <laughs> No problems at all. None. <laughs> Alexa, turn on all lights. Uh oh, Alexa. No. Oh my goodness. <laughs> Alexa, turn off all lights. Sorry. <laughs> now, anybody that's listening that has Alexa is really going to be upset. <laughs> I just turned off all their lights. <laughs> I love it. Oh, so my vi- did my video go out? No. Can't we just see your picture? We haven't seen it yet, but you're you welcome to. The set was going. There you hmm. are. No, that's me. Never mind. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. I didn't really look, and there was just a new little window that came up, and somebody was moving. Oh, yeah. how, are, how are your glasses doing, Wendy? Um, <laughs> they need to be replaced. <laughs> okay. Okay, it should be working now. Yeah. 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 All right. Uh, I, I don't up? usually run video on, on Skype. Well, we don't either. Not the tech but... guy for the tech hey. company of this company at that. And I, yes, okay. yes. You know how it works. <laughs> Hi, Lumari. How are you? Hi, Jake. How are you doing? Nice to meet Fine. you. Nice to meet you as well. So oh, you were asking yeah. about intuition, and I was asking you for why do you want to and what do you want to? <laughs> okay, so I am a notoriously thinking rational dude. You know, like no feeling, all logic. You know, on the thinking feelings side, way on the thinking side. So how could I tune in? 
um, using my intuition to maybe let the rational mind go and get more in tune with my natural guidance, which would be more of an intuitive Mm, lever. (laughs) Well, are you able to be, even with your rational mind, are you Mm -hmm. able to be open to input? Oh, yeah, sure. I mean... Yeah, reality is a function of multiple variables, so you got to, right? Well, exactly. Well, some people aren't. Once they Uh, find something, that's it. They're not open anymore. uh And so when you're open, then you can start asking questions that are more open-ended questions. Okay. Okay? So if we're looking at, like, the different stages of opening to your intuition, right? Mm -hmm. So you can say, for example, you can say, okay... I would love to know more about how I can sense when mm-hmm. I'm getting guidance. Okay. Right? Mm-hmm. So if I ask you, Jake, how do you know when there's something trying to communicate with you or there's a okay. feeling that is telling you, you know, this might be the best idea you ever had. You should do this. You know, that's I call it the ping. It's okay. literally like the brain, the brain goes ping, <laughs> mm-hmm. and then it kind of like arrives, and I have a visualization of it. Okay, and so that is part of the intuitive process. Okay. Because the logical process actually has steps to it. Uh-huh. That's why we call it logic. You go this, mm-hmm. to do, to do, to do, you follow this, you know, and then you put a period at the end, and you write the uh-huh. next sentence. <laughs> no, right? When you're talking about the ping, what happens? The energy opens up. And and you might call that inspiration where you have the flash of inspiration. Mm-hmm. But what happens is vibrationally you open. Mm-hmm. Now, in that, if you follow that, then you're following and you're embracing more of the intuitive process. Okay. So what happens to you after the ping? Uh, usually I get a, this, so I work in tech, so I have a lot of tech metaphors here, but oh, it's like cool. the file, the file downloads, it gets zip, put in batch. And when I need it, I just like kind of call it up. Like I'm searching for a file on my computer. Okay, perfect. So a lot of people who are intuitive use the word download. Oh, okay. They ask a question of the universe or their guides or whatever they say, oh, and then I got downloaded with this whole thing, mm-hmm. right? And then they'll tell you what that thing was. Okay. Whether it was the information or the answer that they needed or uh, a clearing, a vibrational clearing of energy where they were stuck and now they're not anymore because that whoosh came in. Mm-hmm. And I would say a good 60% of the intuitives call it a download. Okay. That's cool. So That's cool. Yeah, so you want you can follow that so you know what that is. So now you can actually recognize that you're not quite as linear as you think you are. Mm-hmm. Because you are getting that vibrational download, inspiration, intuition, all of that. They are all related. Okay. That's because, cool. Because when you're thinking creatively, right, creative isn't linear. Mm-mm. Creative logic, you apply logic to the creativity after you got the inspiration. Mm-hmm. Like, you, you may need to know how to code it. Mm-hmm. If you're tech. Structure, I'll call it the structure for the okay. idea. 
Yeah. And so, but initially the inspiration or the intuition or the guidance or, or the vision or ho- however it comes, mm. then you bring it into whatever structure or format you need it to be in. Okay. Thank you. And then you can, and the more you want to play there, the mm-hmm. more questions you can ask that are bigger questions than you have answers to. Uh-huh. So what would be a question that you would love to know an answer to? Oh, geez. <laughs> um, I guess, I, 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 yeah, right. Uh, I guess the whole, I, I, okay. Well, it's kind of career focused. Cool. And that would be, I've always wanted to work in media. This is, you know, like for a real job, this is kind of a hobby for me, right? Essentially, I'm not, but I always wanted to get into, to have a media uh, career and I've been working that way with podcasts and working on this websites and making videos of our ghost hunts and stuff. June, he's really good, yeah. And you know, I don't know if I'm holding it back or I'm waiting for the nudge to come that actually pushes me that way. Mm. Okay, do you mind if I guide you in something? Sure. Okay, so take a deep breath. Okay. And, and feel where normally what, what happens when you have your pings, right? So you can mm-hmm. be in that to be open to that. Mm-hmm. And then in the moment, just imagine that you're creating an opening for you to be able to step into that creative pathway for your media, I'm going to call it this, your media magic. Mm-hmm. Okay? And so when you feel that energy... Do you feel it's appropriate to wait or do you feel it's appropriate to keep on moving forward even if you don't know what forward looks like? Okay, so I'll tell you what I'm seeing. Okay. Um, It's kind of Dr. Strangey. Oh, good. (laughs) But you know how they create, open the portals? I don't know if you've seen Dr. Strange, but they do this thing and they they open portals and you see swirling counterclockwise light and you can see through it. And I can see I'm at the edge and I see a lot of things happening right in front of me, but I'm not walking through quite yet. And I think it's because I would be more of a behind the scenes guy because every, all the people moving and stuff are in shadows mm-hmm. and they're the people that are actually public and visible. And I'm kind of directing behind but I wouldn't call myself a director. And that's what I'm getting. So so now you know where everything is moving. You mm-hmm. actually can now, you, you step forward in this already. Your intuition mm-hmm. and all of us holding that space for you has mm-hmm. allowed you and encouraged you to step in to see the images that can guide you and know that it's actually there for you. Mm-hmm. So now, now you understand it's not just a wish and a dream. Mm-hmm. Those energies and those portals are there for you. Now, you may have interpreted stepping into that portal is, no, I don't want to do that because I don't want to be in front. But that may not necessarily mean that you are in front. It might mean you're Mm -hmm. meeting all the people that you're going to support. Mm -hmm. And so now if you're, If you're in this space with us and you're feeling the portal and you're standing in front of it and you're feeling the energy of it, then just quietly ask your inner self and the portal, 
what do I need to know next? <laughs> well, it came right away. <laughs> uh-huh. That is, it, it wasn't really what I need to know next. It was what I need to do next, mm-hmm. which was I saw a bunch of scripts and flowing words on paper. So that tells me I, I should probably start writing something. Yeah. <laughs> so. Now, how, how does all that feel? Um, I mean, it's always been in the back of my mind, but I haven't really thought about like trying to. That's the next thing is like I have no connections, so <laughs> so I'd have to work on that. But you have total connections. You just stepped into the portal. What are you talking about? <laughs> I, I <laughs> on this side of the portal. <laughs> You don't know that, so he's got a toe in there. <laughs> this is necessarily a difference. Okay. Okay. So let me give you an example from my my back in my art days, right? So I was starting to support myself as an artist while I was in college, which is unheard of, but I did it anyway. And I would just look and go, I need to get a grant. Because obviously I want to do these big things, but I don't have the cash to do that. And I would say, I need to get a grant. Okay. And four days later, I would be at an opening and somebody would say to me, you know, I hear you're an artist and we're looking for people. We have grants. Wow. (laughs) You just went through a portal that said to you, write, my friend. Look at all these words you have. You already know some of the tech part of it anyway. Right. And when you looked in that portal, how many people were there? Oh, there's a lot of people crossing back and forth. Exactly. They were waiting for you. Technically, you know them. They just haven't showed up yet. Okay. And that's what you saw. I'm not telling. I didn't make it up. You saw it. Mm -hmm. I'm just explaining what you saw. Mm Mm-hmm. And, and and you would say, no, Lamar, that's not it, if I wasn't correct. You're right. I mean, you're, yeah. yeah. yeah he, he would completely call you out, yes. Oh, yeah, I would. <laughs> Just a little bit. I would have done it in a very, very nice way. Thank you very much. <laughs> yes, he would. I would be graceful and tactful. Of course. Of course. But see, that's the thing when also... For, and and I'm, I really appreciate you, you you doing this with us and allowing me to guide you there because really you just wanted to be the little circle with typing, right? <laughs> <laughs> Pop in and everything. But now for everyone who has been watching, listening to this conversation that we've had, they just saw you open up to your intuition in a way that they can understand. Mm-hmm. And you got to open up to your intuition and the visions and the way you do it so that you could say, oh, I, yeah, I did see that. That is accurate. This is what I want. And then with a little bit of my guidance or prodding, <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't let you deflect it. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, yeah, but I ha- that's something later. That's in the future. I saw the words, but I'm not. Right? Mm -hmm. The reason the vision came and the reason you saw that is because it's for you now. Otherwise, it would say, stay tuned for the next thrilling episode. Uh, mm -hmm. 
Okay, I probably wouldn't have seen it as clearly as I did. Exactly. Okay. And and it means that you're to engage in it and then enjoy it. Mm-hmm. Because sometimes, really, even you might look at it and go, okay, yeah, I really did want to write a script. It'll probably take me like three years to write a good one, blah, 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 blah. But you might not know that just by starting to write it, engages the energy where people are starting to feel that about you and come forward towards you. Okay. Just like they do to um, June. <laughs> but they're different kind of people. <laughs> well, I, I get I, I get the weirdos too. I mean, I get the people that may not have as strong of an anchor to our reality. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, me. I was, I was really... <laughs> I was really drawn to him, so that's got to say something. <laughs> but I, I, I do have another question, and this is, um, I don't, it, it's it's related, but I have friends who are, and I hope I don't screw this up, certified angel therapy practitioners. Okay. Does that, and they talk, they've talked about Akashic Records, but is it just the messaging system is different since it's angels and entity? I don't know. Well, they probably, what were you saying, Gwendy? Um, it, that, wouldn't that be more of an interpretation and what they are more comfortable dealing with? I'm sorry, I totally stepped in there and I, I apologize no, I for that. You too. <laughs> <laughs> <I told you. laughs> so, um, people who work with angels, they kind of favor those guides. Okay. So they may be getting information from the Akashic Records or their angels may be getting messages from the Akashic Records and then sharing it that way. Okay. And there's, there's a lot of people who, who would really rather knowing and working with specific angels that they are connected with. Mm-hmm. You know, and so that's why they get certified to train in a certain way to access information through those angelic realms. Okay. I I um I like having a bigger directory. <laughs> <laughs> the Rolodex. You got a big old Rolodex, huh? <laughs> I like that. The galactic Rolodex. <laughs> About ten of them on speed dial. You're good. <laughs> Run down. Let's have a picnic. <laughs> picnic. Everyone come. Exactly. So, um, so, can you can you tell us like who has been some of the biggest influences in your life for you? Who? And so I was going to say, and, and I mean, I know it's a it's a hard question, but uh, you know, what lessons did that person teach you, or what uh, what did you learn from them? Well, I think I'm I'm very fortunate, and I had a great family. So uh, my parents, my grandmother was a psychic and a healer, which I didn't know until I was much older. Oh wow! But, yeah, it's like one of those things where like the it was almost like she was in the mafia. You know, they like oh, oh your grandmother. <laughs> <I know. laughs> Except I didn't know what it was, but. You know, but she had like a wonderful thing where people would bring her her their dying plants, and they'd come back a week later, and they'd be all healthy, and they'd take them oh. home. Oh you wow! Know? And then <laughs> later, I heard I heard some of the miracle things that she had done with people in healing. Um, so she was an influence, and one of the influences from my family is everybody's really pretty straightforward in their conversation. 
So you really know what they're thinking. And, and it comes from love, but they're going to say what they're going to say. Right, right. <laughs> and it's been really good for me because I am like that too. But also, I loved always knowing how I stand with them. Right. Mm-hmm. That was really good for me. Um, for myself personally, I have an unbelievably fabulous husband. So it's one of the best things that happened to me. And we've had many lifetimes together. So... That is influence that lasts. You know, I'm very lucky and very grateful. Um, I have a lot, like teachers in my life that have been, you know, I, I love people who are gentle and strong and direct. And, and my guides as well. They're like, it's not fluffy. Right. <laughs> it's just good mm-hmm. for me. Because I'm going to ask a million questions. Mm-hmm. Because I love I I love asking a really great question and following that question. And I did it when I was in art school where they would look in and, and I would be carving something and they would and the teacher would say something to me and I go, Well, underneath you telling me I have to hold my hand like this when I use the 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 gouge and the hammer, what is really the motive you know, and, and he said, Well, you know, when you move your energy this way, you flow with the wood and that grain, and it flows off, and it makes the and ah, not like just hit the hammer like this, mm. right? Right. <laughs> not so procedural. Exactly. Right. And so, being able to have that in the different people that I meet is just always a blessing. And um, there's millions of fabulous people because a lot of the people that I have gained a lot from, I actually, I just, I didn't meet them, I read them. Right, sure. You know? Yeah. And and it's really powerful. And then there's things that, um, for me, that move me, that sometimes it's a moment in time that actually just moves me. And it look might look really inconsequential, but it's huge. Right. You know, I was in the airport a while back, and I was um, trying to give change to somebody behind the counter. And there was a four-year-old boy there. And he, in his mind, he didn't think I had the money. And he reached in his pocket and he gave me two quarters. Oh. <laughs> well, thank you. Wow. Like, oh, this is for you. I heard it. I'm like, oh, wow. okay. It's like. He was looking at me struggling to, I had the money and I was just like, you know, I have money here. Oh, that's oh. so sweet to hear something like that, actually. It's going to be with me for the rest of my life. Mm-hmm. And it was a moment. But it was a teaching on openness and generosity and and person-to-person connection. Mm-hmm. You know, and for him it was like, oh, oh, you want money. Here, I have money. Yeah. <laughs> oh. <laughs> it, and... And we're we can, we're all like that with each other, really and truly. It's we're always there's this realm of openness and and spirituality and connection and love that we really do have as humans. We really have our divine self and our human self. And anytime you go over and you open the door for somebody, you're giving them a gift. 
true. You just are. That's true. Mm-hmm. So in, in the regard with our uh, our human selves and like our, our spiritual selves, what, what, I wish I, I knew the subject better. Um, you know, our country is really polarized right now. And are you are you receiving anything that could determine how we can all get together besides like a natural disaster or something like that? Because that usually does the trick. <laughs> right. Right. But, <laughs> it, but is this a lesson we as a society or a country or even as the world? Because it's happening all over the world, too. It could just be a cycle for all I know. Is there anything being sent to us and we're not listening to it? Well, I think... On one aspect, we're at, there are cycles that are pivotal for us. And so one of the things that is interesting in a learning process is that when people are talking about things that put certain people in a powerful position because they're using fear to get there, Uh then you want to be able to, in your own self, not react to the fear. Recognize it's there, but not react to the fear. So when we look at society, when society goes kind of awry, it's because somebody's poking the fear and making people react to their control or suggestion, or however you want to say that, through that tactic of fear. Now, if we don't react to the fear and we react someplace or act someplace that's more generous, Mm -hmm. then we're not absorbing or fueling that. Because what happens vibrationally is like if you're in the opposite side, all you're doing is giving energy to it. Mm -hmm. Right? So if like you're trying to pull the rope, No matter what you say, the more you pull a rope, the more energy you're pulling on it. And so you have that there. Now, if you're in a space, I think generosity is much easier to say than love, right? Mm -hmm. If you're being more generous, then you can look at it and go, okay, I get why you're reacting to this. I get why you have that fear. I can be more generous within myself. And also notice why this is happening and why these people are being um, pushed in this area. And the other part of it for us who are looking at the other side saying you're using fear to dominate and this isn't the, this isn't the enlightened space we want on our planet, then we want to make choices that aren't in reaction but they're in positive change which some parts of it are voting, but some parts of it are more building relationships, however that works. And me, like, not even watching the news anymore, because every time I watch the news, it would really upset me. So I was just like, I'm just not going to watch the news, or I'm going to get it from a source that I feel Mm -hmm. I can relate to a lot better. And Mm -hmm. it not as much negative connotation. Mm -hmm. um, Yeah, I've really cut back on the social media, too. Well, yeah, and and so when you're looking, if you want to know what really is happening aside from the the banter and the polarization and everything else, then you go to a place where you can actually get information that's real information. Right. Not like banter and I said this and, you know, it's a lie and it's fake and it's this and it's this and it's this. Right? Right. 
and and misinterpreting things just to egg people on. But we're here, we all have actually come here to uplift our world. That's why we're here. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, we would have found another place. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And because you always have choice when you come. Mm-hmm. And so to look at it and know that we can make changes in by how we decide, but how we feel, and we can shift our energy to be in a more gracious, generous space, then we can look at things and you can go, okay, I can understand why these people are reacting this way because this narrative was created to poke them, mm-hmm. to make them feel powerful because I'm telling you you're not powerful but I will make you feel powerful is a whole other thing than uplifting people. Mm. Uh-huh. Quite the opposite. Feel- mm-hmm. Yes, exactly. Yeah. And so now we can look at it in a completely different way where we can go, okay, yep, there needs to be change in this area. Let's just make the change and not go, okay, I'm, I'm going to make the change and you're going to love me and that's why you're going to do it. And it's like, no, 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 no. Oh, you need a sandwich? Okay. I'm not going to talk 10 minutes about a sandwich here. Mm-hmm. Right? <laughs> do like white bread or rye? Which one? <laughs> right. <laughs> Does that does that make sense, Jay? Yeah, yeah, it does. Totally. So when you do your um, when do now do you basically do classes or do is it most mostly your work one on one with people or do you do both and everything? I do both, and I have clients that I work with one on one coaching. And um, most of my clients I've known for a while. I mean, I do always get new clients, but. Usually it's more relationship oriented than it is like I just do one session and you're done. Right. For me, working with people, I am there to help them really grow and flourish and keep on moving on in higher and higher directions in their life. So some of my clients, I've been my clients for 20 years. Wow, awesome. And we speak often, once a year thing. To help them move and shift and grow and make powerful choices and, and flourish. Right. So when they uh, they try to make excuses for things, you know them really well, and you can say, um, what are you doing? No, no excuses. <laughs> right. Because they also know I care too much to let them make an excuse. Uh-huh. Mm. That's different than going, okay, I can't cope right now because all of these millions of things going on, I need to. That's a whole other thing. But, like, when you're talking about um, being able to go on the stage and, like, making believe that you can't go on the stage when actually you can talk and you have a beautiful message and people want to hear it. Like, I wouldn't sit there and go, yeah, don't worry about it. Just have coffee and stay home. (laughs) (laughs) I feel a little counterproductive. (laughs) That's like giving into your fear. Don't give into the fear. Don't give in to the fear. Yeah, I have to tell myself that every day, even when I drive on the highway. Oh, well, yeah, I do fear. I fear once you've had a couple of car accidents on the I-5, then, you know. (laughs) (laughs) You can do it. it. (laughs) I got a little phobia of I-5 from Seattle to Tacoma. You haven't learned to levitate your car yet. That's yeah, I, yeah. I know. We need to get into that back to the future mode. I need a flying car of some sort. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
Forget about the, the self-driving cars. We just need, like, flying cars with, with uh, beautiful energy fields around them so that you yes. don't actually just bounce mm-hmm. off. Force fields, yes, totally. Yeah. I agree. Bubble, bubble wrap. <laughs> <laughs> you know. <laughs> then I would hit people just to hear the popping. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> but, uh, well, do you, do you have any, like, funny stories or things that you can share about, um, you know, maybe some of your sessions that, you know, no names or anything, but anything, uh, <laughs> anything funny that you can share? Actually, we want the names. <laughs> I think the one that is the funniest that I, I, um, I have a lot of funny sessions with clients, and sometimes it's because I say things to them and then it happens, and they actually, um, they wanted it to happen, but they didn't want it to happen. I understand that. <laughs> one of those things. And um, there was a, a woman that I was doing a session with, and um, she was older. And I, I looked at her and I said, um, you're going to get married. And she looked at me and said, no, I'm not. <laughs> and it's, it's okay. Like, you don't have to agree with me. It's just what showed up. You, you, you know, I really feel you're going to get married. And she was older, Right. And I could see that, like, she was already getting annoyed with me. (laughs) I understand that. Yeah. And she called me a year and a half later or something like that, right? And she said, Lumari, I called to apologize. I'm like, okay, who are you? Right. (laughs) And and she told me, and she said, I'm the old lady that you said was going to get married. I'm like, oh, yeah, I remember. And she said, (laughs) She said, I told everyone you were a charlatan and you thought you knew all of this stuff and you told me I was going to get married. And the only reason you said it is because you felt bad for me because I was a single old lady. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Okay. And she said, I want you to know I'm getting married. And I called to apologize, and I want you to know I called all my friends, and I told them you were right. <laughs> okay. Uh, did, did she I just invite got a you ping. to the wedding? I just got a ping on that, and that is prenups, lady. Get a prenups. Please. <laughs> You're a little old lady. You got assets. Protect them. <laughs> Oh, oh, or maybe that's rational mind. I, I don't know. <laughs> but it's really fun when those kind of, I mean, not that I wanted everybody to think that I was a charlatan or everything. And yeah. I don't like to annoy my clients. Right. But mm-hmm. being able to have that truth be spoken. And I'll mm-hmm. always say, listen, this is what I'm getting. You kind of do with it, whatever you want. And the only time I will ever really tell a client to do something is if I really feel that there's something wrong and they need to do it. Mm -hmm. Otherwise, you know, it's like, luckily, we get to choose. Mm -hmm. You know? And she could have always said to the guy that she fell in love with, no, I'm not marrying you because a psychic once told me that, you know, (laughs) I I can't prove her right. (laughs) Uh, yeah, that would have been my grandma. Yeah. So I, I've got a, I, I've got a question. I guess this is more um, for people out there who are going to start developing. 
mm-hmm. um, their intuition and how they receive these messages. But how, it, when you were first um, developing your skills, mm-hmm. did you ever get to the point where you were you met somewhere where either there was kind of like a block and you couldn't get a message for them, or you were getting mixed messages? Like I don't know, like you could feel like. You know, I have the ping, but sometimes I get a ping with like static electricity and that tells me it's not what I think it is. How can how can people like sort the way through mixed messages, blocks or other things like that? If if I'm making myself clear, you're totally clear. And it's a brilliant question (laughs) because the the one thing I think is really important is to the more, you know, yourself the more you can trust the messages that you're getting so that's the first thing we talked earlier about doubt and and knowing yourself and, and being clear with yourself that is the most important thing so if you're getting too many messages then you want to take a breath kind of let it all sit don't throw it away so if you're getting confused in it, it, don't the thing not to do is go, oh, forget it, you know, mm. I'll worry about it later. No, because you are getting messages. You just aren't in the space to interpret them in the moment. So you can actually say to yourself, okay, I want to learn more about these messages, so I'm going to explore them all and see which one feels right or see which one sits right or see which one makes me the happiest. Now, you're not making up the message. So you're not asking the divine, will I win the lottery? And it says, yes, five million is coming to you. And you go, okay, what are the numbers? And they go, well. <laughs> Psych. <laughs> yeah. you know, that, that's not what we're talking about. But if you're receiving, like you talked about, the ping and what that opened, and there's several different things going on. You want to have space for all of them instead of disregarding them. Okay. So that would be one aspect. And the other, if you want to take it a little further, you can always say, which one do I need to focus on now? And allow them to sort. Mm -hmm. And you also may get guidance that says, focus on all of them and you'll see. Or it, you might get a message or a feeling that's like, oh, right, this one I need to focus on. This will, f- these others will feed it. I don't know how it will. So those are when you're really looking to develop that intuitive processing and get more guidance. Always when the, the one key thing for everybody is if you're getting a warning, pay attention to it. Right. Mm-hmm. Always pay attention to the ones that say, danger, danger. <laughs> and then the other ones to pay attention to are the ones that say, you just got to go there. You just got to do this. Because those are also the times when the opportunities happen. Mm. I wouldn't have met my husband if I didn't hear that message, you got to go to this gallery opening. You have to go. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't have met him. Mm-hmm. And I went. And I did. <laughs> <laughs> it's amazing when those things happen it's just like wow if I hadn't gone I my life would be if I hadn't done this certain thing my life would be in a totally different direction mm-hmm. yeah yep 
And we're really lucky with those energies and frequencies. The thing for everybody to realize is that the messages really are there. The guidance is really there. We all have different ways we favor receiving guidance. So some people really, in their minds, they are actually thinking conversations, like I'm a conversational. Now, I see things and I hear things and and all of the other, and I feel things as well. But when I'm asking something, when I want to know something, it's much more conversational. I have a client who's a physicist. We have conversations, and it's hilarious. He writes down formulas when we're talking. Oh, wow. (laughs) Now, I, you know, I, like, I would have no clue what he's writing. Right. Because we're talking about something, and he's got that in a completely different dimension Mm -hmm. of what he's looking. Words don't mean the same thing as equations to him. Yeah. Math is the language of reality. Exactly. For him. Uh Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, for him. I think in linear algebra. Oh, my God. I took that class once. (laughs) <laughs> at least you took the glass yeah you have that right mm-hmm. because you had when we were talking you had a vision the portal opened you saw all the people yep. you at the scene right mm-hmm. it wasn't like now jake you're walking into a room and if you look to the left you'll see that you like right away you got the whole picture mm-hmm. so we all have it in different ways and you can develop other ways, but you always want to work with the one that comes the most natural because it is the easiest for you. And and we're all here to grow in that arena, and we all have guidance. We all have guidance. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> I turn to the animals for, you know, my conversations even just, you know, and it's just, I know that it's going on in my head, but it comes out verbally to the dogs as well, or, you know, whatever I'm working with. And that's what I'm comfortable with. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And the thing is, commun- it is communication. Right. It's just happening in different ways. And a lot of people actually feel sensations. It's like they feel pulled to walk in a certain way. Mm-hmm. Or they have a feeling that, that moves them forward or a feeling that holds them back or a feeling, oh, I just like felt like I had to do it. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. And so we have all of these different ways of, of receiving that guidance. And we want to be open to it and, and also... The more you are open to it, then the more you know yourself, then the more you trust yourself, then the more you will receive. And you'll be able to follow it, and you'll you'll start to be pretty expert at it in your way. So for me, I channel conversations. So I ask divine ones, and I channel the information, and I can write books on it. And I'm asking certain specific questions on the Akashic Records or on the nature of creation or, you know, how these frequencies come into play at this period of time. Those are things that I'm interested in. Mm-hmm. That not, might not be things that other people are interested in. 
So, you know, Jake, you might be looking at it and going, well, you know, I'm in technology and I'm in media. What's the next step? Is there something new that's going to happen in three years that I can prepare myself to know now? So I'll be ahead of the game when they actually invent it. <laughs> and and you, you might get guys there. Uh-huh. If it's your genre, to pl- I wouldn't, because even if they gave me the guidance, it would be like, well, there's this thingy that does this thingy. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Those are technical terms. I like yeah. I would get a big studio and screen and the computer. <laughs> Surround sound. Yeah, yeah, ambisonic sound, yeah, 360, yeah, VR, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Every thing. angle, yeah. <laughs> you know, and, and being able to, you know, I mean, June, you're able to communicate with and, and notice off-world energies, however we call what we call, right? And that's a gift. Oh. <laughs> and it's a way of being able to perceive and see things. No, it's still a gift. Okay. <laughs> I'm just like, ah! <laughs> I had a client I spoke to the other night, and she was at um, a, a funeral, and she, it was for a priest that she knew. And she said, oh, my gosh, Lumari, he was sitting on the coffin. And, and I could see him there. And he was, like, smiling at me going, and I'm free now. I'm flying away. And she said, she said, I'm looking around to see if the other people are noticing. And I'm like, no, that was for you. Oh. <laughs> you know? That one was for you. But be joyful that you got to see that. Because that's a delightful surprise. You see those things, other people don't. So the one of the wonderful gifts is we all get to perceive in different ways. Isn't that fantastic? Absolutely. Because if you're interested in tech, and I'm like, please push the button for me. I always say, oh, Jake, it's really cool. It has such pretty lights. <laughs> <laughs> <He's> like, <laughs> it's not that difficult. It's so pretty. <laughs> but, but, no, but stop <laughs> touching it, June. Stop. Yeah. Can I put it in my Christmas tree. <laughs> yeah. it's, it's like all those different things, but isn't that beautiful? There are people here who uh, you can do the tech. I mean, I can turn on the computer, but do I know what every program's doing? No. And and I probably won't shut them off because I won't remember what they were doing. <laughs> and you can be absolutely facile in all the different technical things for media, and you can have your communications, and you can have your connections. And there's other people, thank goodness, they're growing the food because I don't really want to do that. Yeah. And, and all of the other things that create our world. And then all the subtext and the underlying energies that are actually creating what we're creating. Like mm-hmm. if I'm doing jewelry, I didn't make the gemstone. The divine squished that for thousands of years before that sapphire popped out. Mm-hmm. You know? And I get to showcase it. So we're participating in all of those different ways. And um talking about that because each person brings in their gifts and when you're talking about your intuitive gifts or your creative gifts in that area you're receiving messages and guidance to share that brilliant part of you and that's what we want Mm -hmm. I like that that's really nice 
Thank you. <laughs> I was like, oh, it is, <laughs> and it, it's Thank just you. it's unfortunate that too so many want to create the chaos and and not try to see everybody as a unique, a, right. a, a unique person with their unique perspectives and everything going on, and and just mm -hmm. accept it rather than try to control it. I guess. Yes. Well, yeah. and I think that that when. The one thing that's really interesting about this time frame is that we can actually see them doing it. Mm -hmm. In maybe, I don't know, in the past, I don't know how many years, people may not have actually recognized the methodology, the tactics, the results, what they're creating in order to do that. Mm -hmm. We can see that. You can go, oh, right. You're feeding off of all of X, Y, and Z from all of these different people so that you can be the important one. You don't actually care what they're doing. You just make them think that, that you care mm -hmm. so that you can be the one who does X, Y, and Z. And actually, there's a whole bunch you don't really care about except for yourself. Right. Okay. But we can see that. Therefore, vibrationally, we can contribute in other ways that breaks apart that energy. Mm-hmm. So it's enabling us, allowing us at this point in time to raise our own vibrations so that we can actually see that. And, and that helps change the world, which is what we've been doing for many thousands of years, because it's not like it was 2,000 years ago. That's the truth. Yeah. Yeah. Thank goodness. It, but it, it, it's yeah, different, the, but it's the same as well. I mean, it's still the same vibrations to to achieve just different uh information i i guess information just different uh lines of thought and communication and everything to go through well we still have some of the people here who have the same psychological illness <laughs> okay yeah <laughs> they may not think of it that way i think of it that way mm -hmm. And they, there are more um, technological ways they can get us going, right? Because if you live in the woods and you don't have blah, 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 you're not going to hear what's going on. You might be influenced by it, but you're not going to hear it. But they have ways of that influence. But you see, we also do. And in this time frame, there are more spiritually developed, open free-thinking, caring, loving, generous people that are aware than there were a hundred years ago. That's true. Okay. Mm -hmm. The other people who are using the same machinations that have gone all through history, there's not an evolution there. Right. But general public, like we're part of the general public, I'm totally, no, I'm not ruling class here. <laughs> <laughs> We do have the access to our hearts, our souls, our spirits, and our perspective that we can look at it and go, yeah, we know what you're doing. I choose this. I choose to express my soul. I choose to connect with other people who want to do the same thing. We understand what you're doing. We will do our best to uplift the conversation that's going on. And we may or may not be here to heal you. But we're definitely here to connect with all of those who want to shine and shine a light in this world. So, you know, and I think that's where we're playing. And I think we have the opportunity to do that in so many ways. 
<clears throat> Very true. Very true. Mm-hmm. So, so do you have uh, an extreme, like, profound experience that uh, when when you were through all of your whole life, basically, Mm -hmm. (laughs) that something that just really resonated with you and really kind of changed you? And uh, a little bit of a hard question. (laughs) I've had so many different ones. So... My husband, Peter, and I did a meditation when we met, and we meditated with each other, looking at each other, and we saw each other in, I don't know, 50 or 60 different lifetimes together. And our faces changed, and our energy changed, and and, and yet his eyes and my eyes were the same. We knew each other in every single lifetime. Oh, wow. That was amazing. Mm -hmm. That's pretty cool. I remember being a teenager and sleeping in astral projecting. You know what that is, right? Uh But what I did is I astral projected and I flipped over and I looked at myself sleeping. Oh, wow. (laughs) (laughs) So it was me sleeping, looking over myself, watching myself sleep. And I'm like, cool, that's what I look like. (laughs) (laughs) Who's looking at who here? Wow. You know, and and just being able to communicate with other beings, however it works, has always been just, it's all life-changing for me when I see that. You know, someone and you know that you've met them at the right time, and it was actually like four words you needed to say to that one person. Mm. And then you can tell by their energy you said the right thing and it's changing them. And you don't need to know what happened because you are there in that moment to deliver that message. Oh, wow. And, and, but we've all done that. We just didn't follow the energy to see the change. I think again, maybe like we weren't meant to yeah. at that, at, for that particular instance. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, good point. Um, since you brought up astral projection, I've got questions for you. <laughs> I've written a couple of articles about it. That's why. <laughs> yeah. I uh, well, on the ghost hunting tip, because one of the things, um, one of the theories. Well, I, I'll call it a hypothesis. I don't think we can go to theories with ghost hunting, right? right. Uh, <laughs> hate mail be sent to ghostlyactivities.com. Okay. <laughs> But um, a couple of things I've heard is a lot of people, um, and they might be sensitive, uh, misconstrue an astral form with a ghost. Uh Um, The next part of it is with the etheric body. Most people don't really understand the etheric realm. They think it's like you eject, you're all off into cosmos stars type stuff. But there's this level that once you just get out of your body is much like our reality but your own fears and stuff like that can kind of warp it and make it a fearful place. So I'm throwing this probably out left field at you, but do you have any insight into that as an astral project? <laughs> uh, I call them skimmers. <laughs> I like that. Um, there are lots of different dimensions. So talking about um, moving from being really, really present in your physical to one level of 
right? Mm-hmm. Being disoriented can make you concerned or afraid. Mm-hmm. So that may be something that you're talking about when somebody moves out into that realm. Mm-hmm. That they like they're not perceiving it from how they usually do, which is behind their eyes and out. They're right. perceiving yeah. it in a different way. That can make them fearful, and and that doesn't necessarily mean that there's something to be afraid of. It's just disconcerting because, oh wait, what? Where am I? What's yeah, going yeah. on here? Right? And then when we have those feelings and it catches us by surprise, even though. You in the etheric realm, you may not have a heartbeat. In the physical realm, you do, and it, it revs up. Mm-hmm. So your energy does rev up. So that can explain that feeling or, or situation. And beyond that, there's so many different levels and realms there. There's people who say there's this X amount of dimensions, like there's mm-hmm. 12 dimensions or 20 dimensions yeah. or depending on who you speak to, what's mm-hmm. going on there. And I like to look at it as perspectives because it makes it easier for me because I'm never going to be able to count and figure out which dimension I'm in. <laughs> so I'm like, so wait, did I go three? Did I go five? Wait, where is am I now? Twilight Zone? Is this one? <laughs> <laughs> but um, the perspective and the level of... Um, calm and beauty and and guidance that you get gives you the um, information of where you're playing. And, and so you get a sense of more and more enlightenment and more and more wisdom. I don't mean enlightenment like you're going to beam out and never come back again, but yes. like that illumination, that understanding. Some people call it a higher understanding. It can be higher, it can be deeper, however you perceive it. Mm-hmm. But it's like, oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, it's not, there is no label for it, essentially. It's just a, uh, I guess, Gnostic would be the term, understanding. Yeah, I think that um, the energy in that metaphysical realm or in those multidimensional metaphysical realms is a, is a really beautiful way to look at it and again there are some things that everybody agrees upon but I don't necessarily for me personally the location or the dimension level doesn't relate just personally it doesn't relate mm-hmm. like I, I you know like this level or this level or this level I don't, uh-huh. it, for me it's like is the scenery good yeah okay okay <laughs> <laughs> yeah understand that yes <laughs> yeah. it's, it's, and, and we have access to all of it and so being able to write about those things and share those different perspectives is really important because it, it gives um, a way of knowing to people so that they can understand it and if it doesn't exactly fit in with your experience that's okay because you got a picture and now you can expand that picture to mm-hmm more with you yeah and also learning comes when you're a little uncomfortable Uh, yes (laughs) that is so true (laughs) i know (laughs) well it doesn't always come that way it's not uncomfortable well so remember it's it's essentially coming face to face with the unknown i think 
And that could be from anything from my Calculus 3 class to <laughs> something. I'm telling you right now. <laughs> Calculus, is that next to Neptune? Or... Yeah. <laughs> That's what I think. You used it to get to Neptune. <laughs> oh, okay, good. Got it, got it. All right, so it's... Ticket. Oh, I get it. Right. (laughs) That's good. So we're getting towards the end. Um, Would you like to tell people how they can get a hold of you? And, uh, you know, if they would like to ask you any questions or, or, you know. Definitely. Thank you. So my website is lumari.com. That's L-U-M-A-R-I.com. And I do have um, a free meditation that you can download. It's an audio meditation. It's called Personal Sacred Space. And what the meditation is about, so we've talked about all these different interdimensional things. And when you create Personal Sacred Space, it allows you to know more of you. So when you're experiencing other things or other dimensions, you still have the perception of you within everything so if you're intuitive or you're empathic or you're sensitive it really helps you distinguish yourself amidst everything that we've been talking about mm-hmm. and um i have uh, some of my books are on amazon which you can go look under lumari and the books are on my website as well and i courses and training and I do one-on-one coaching with people as well and I I really love working with people and helping them understand themselves more and achieve more that they want to achieve in their lives like the the bigger dream the bigger vision that they have that just inspires me and I love I love it oh well thank you so much it's just been such a pleasure to have you on the show tonight yes Yes, it really has thank you (laughs) I I feel like I need to start working on things now instead of being I'll get to it later (laughs) (laughs) play there play there yes Mm -hmm. it's like and this has been such a blast I think we've laughed more than we've talked (laughs) that's awesome I that happens that. on our show a lot. It's yeah. a good time. Uh, uh, there's some guffaws and snortles and stuff like that in there. For sure. <laughs> that could be a really good comedy routine, guffaws and snortles. <laughs> <laughs> wink, wink, nudge, nudge. <laughs> oh, well. Thank you so much. It's been a joy to be with all of you. I really appreciate yes, thank it. You. Thank you very much. We appreciate having you on as well. And all our listeners, go out, buy the book, um, the Akashic Records. Um, I know there's more to it, and I'm not looking at it right now. I'm sorry. Um, by right. I, can, I can do the plugging. Thank you. Plug. Thank you, Jane. Please. Yes. yes. <laughs> we have books by Lumari. So remember, she has an author's page. Just go to Amazon and search for Lumari, L-U-M-A-R-I. Uh, we have Shopping for a Man, The Ultimate Woman's Guide to Dating a Really Great Guy. The Akashic Records, Collective Keepers of Divine Expression, Living Living Inspired with Lumari, oh boy, Uh, and Alawashka. Yes. The Original Language and Vibrational Source of Creation, all available on Amazon.com. Go purchase now. All have great reviews, too. Yeah, really Mm -hmm. great reviews. Yes. (laughs) I do the radio voice thing on the show. 
Yes. I love <laughs> Thank you so much, Jake. <laughs> uh, I'm here to be your pitch man. Yes. <laughs> And also join us if you're in the Port Gamble area to join us at the Port Gamble Ghost Conference. It's actually going to be at the Point Casino in Kingston. And then we're going to run over to Port Gamble. It's beautiful over there. Yes. If you've not been over there, you can see Jake teaches his amazing class. I got gadgets. (laughs) (laughs) And me just kind of standing up there forgetting my name. Uh, she's going to have an amazing are you doing the the travel are you doing the travel yeah travel travel on the spooky side where june (laughs) takes you around the world to show you the most exciting and terrifying haunts not really i just take you around locally and then maybe go over to chillingham castle and then scotland you know the most terrifying haunted places on earth with (laughs) nixon Next on the Port Gamble Ghost Conference 2019, <laughs> November 9th, 1.30 p.m. at the Point Casino in Kingston, Washington. I'm going to have him do my promo. <laughs> <laughs> I'll play it right before I get up to speak. Oh, hey, Augie's make Is that Augie Doggy in the back? Oh, that oh, is Dakota Man. Oh, hi, okay, Dakota. Hey, Dakota Man. But. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Yeah, we I'll all have came by before. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and also, you can check uh, check Jake out on ghostlyactivities.com and check our page out at ghost.org and mysticmooncafe.com mm-hmm. <laughs> for our upcoming guests. Yes. Now, um, Sunday, I will have uh, guest Joe Wild on with me. She will. Uh, she wants to talk about. The Illuminati and the Jehovah Witness connection, apparently. And her daughter wants to talk about a haunted house. And her sister is going to talk about visions and ghostly apparitions she's seen over the years. So, Oh, wow. Yes. Oh, wow. Interesting. Mm-hmm. That's a wide range of topics. Yes, it say. really is, wow. especially since, you know, I thought I was getting a fantasy author on. So... <laughs> <laughs> I thought, well, this would be fun. Awesome. Yes, indeed. Well, everyone, um, I hope you all have a great week, end of the week, and next week. Don't have a guest yet for next Wednesday, but we'll we'll handle it. It'll be done. (laughs) We'll find someone. Exactly, yes. Even if we just have Jake come on and do voices. (laughs) Do creepy voices all episodes. Long. Alrighty. Topic of course. What's our outro track for the? <laughs> It'll be by Dorothy called Wicked Ones. Oh, I like Wicked stuff. <laughs> All right, everybody. Thank you for listening. Right. Have Thank good you night. for watching. Bye. Good night. Good night, everyone. the pain of heart this night